Coaches Up Me is very affordable. So it, it makes coaching accessible to, to lots and lots of people. I'd encourage them just to try it um, and to, to see what the experience is like. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the number one coach biz podcast. Where it is all about how you can make your coaching business number one in your niche. How you can stand out online and become visible for the people that need your help. Something personal. As a project in a technical school, I built an amplifier and active speakers for it in my car. These speakers are now on my desk. Hi, my name is Anno Anink, and I'm a mentor for the life and business coaches that want to become number one in their niche. In this episode, I have a great conversation with Kendra Kinison. Kendra is the general manager for Port Royal Ocean Resort and president of PRXL, a consultant firm serving the hospitality industry. But what interests me the most was that she also combines this with leadership coaching through Coach.me to help people achieve excellence through habits. Kendra is able to combine her job with coaching by using Coach.me. She coaches on average two hours per day and has 80 to 90 clients. And she uses her experience from a job in coaching on leadership and uses the experiences from her coaching in her job. As a final tip in this conversation, as a final tip in this conversation, she suggests managers and leaders to also start coaching so they can help others with their experience from their work. Please enjoy the tips and ideas that Kendra shares in this interview. Let's get the show rolling. Welcome to the number one coach biz podcast, where you will learn how to make your coaching business number one in your niche. Practical tips that you can use to improve your business today. And now, your host, Erno Hanning. Hello, Kendra. Hi, Erno. How are you? Yes, good. Welcome to the podcast for number one coach biz. And um, it, it is the podcast is meant for um, coaches, business coaches, life coaches, and I, you know, I want to um, interview people that I think are an example. And for me, you are the first, um, uh, which is a different example because you have a combination of two things. You are one side, you're a coach, and then a coach. <laughs> And the other side, you are a general manager of a business. Yes. So um, let me start with the first question that I always ask, because then I'm now curious how you're going to answer this one. Is So you are at a networking event, and people ask you, what do you do? So what do you say? You know, I've, I've listened to several podcasts, and I hear you ask that. Uh, so I've thought on this question a lot. Uh, and the first thing I would say is, I don't think that happens to me very often. Um, normally when I'm at an event, I think uh, it's probably clear what my role is. So I, perhaps I'm there because I'm a, a board member of a community organization or it's a travel industry event um, or I'm just there as a, as a friend. So I don't think I answer coach uh, to that question ever. Now it often comes up in conversation uh, but I don't think I get that question, and I don't think I answer it uh, that way very often either. 
So in general, when somebody asks you this question, when they ask you at a networking event where they don't know you, you would probably say that you are the general manager. Well, I'm probably going to say whatever's in the context of why I'm there. Oh, okay. Um, and and I, I think that you ha have um, a, an interesting mix um, as, as a general manager of uh, Port Royal and a coach and a mom. How do, how do you juggle all this? Uh, it, you know, it just works. Um, I think, first of all, my daughter is amazing. Um, she's about to be 18 and, and very independent. Um, so, uh, I'll start with that. She, she's a great kid and it, it's been easy and awesome to be her mom. Um, the, the personal, you know, I keep it pretty streamlined. Uh, you noticed at the very beginning, we're doing this interview from, uh, my RV. So I live, uh, pretty simply, um, and then, you know, I, I love all the different types of work that I do and every, you know, every evolution, every few months or so, I adjust my schedule, um, to try to make things fit in the boxes that work best. Uh, and it, and it always seems to, to find a way. I have an awesome team at the hotel. Uh, again, couldn't, wouldn't be possible without, um, our great team there. And even at coach.me. Um, the infrastructure that's provided. I don't think I could really be a coach in the way that many of your other guests are coaches, if not for that platform and all of the infrastructure that they provide. Okay, just just to make sure, because I'm not sure everybody understands what RV means. Um, it's a motor coach, so a, a home that uh, is drivable. Right. About 275 square feet. <laughs> that's not a lot. And, and I, I read on your profile somewhere that you are the happiest when when your life is in the backpack. Well, I, I would say that was when I was in more of a normal house. Um, now that I'm I'm down to the RV, I don't feel like I need to travel uh, quite so much. I feel like I get a lot of the benefits that I used to seek from traveling. I've actually built that into my normal life at this point. So, so you use the RV to travel around um, whenever you're not at a hotel? No, I use the RV like a tiny house. Okay. Um, so I pretty much, pretty much stay put. Um, but uh, the simplicity of travel, I think, is what appealed to me. So I tried to to put that into my my normal life. Right, right, right. Um, and, and you mentioned already, um, coached up me. And that's why, you know, I bumped into you, I was introduced to you um, via Coach.me. And you mentioned the platform and the infrastructure. So, so how does it work for you? For me, you know, I don't do a lot of what I would call marketing. Um, I do share and write um, and do interviews when I'm invited. Um, so I do, I do believe in the message and share that, but I don't do what most folks would consider marketing. Honestly, coach.me, um, their marketing has provided me with, um, you know, plenty of, plenty of clients if you want to look at it from that perspective. So, uh, most of my interactions there are the chat based platform. I do have a few phone call primarily clients, um, but most are through the chat and they provide, the interface. Um, and you know, I, I talk to those folks, most of them, I'd say about a third daily, a third every few days, and then another third every week or so at their, at their convenience. So it's very much, uh, 
a client paced um, structure, but it, it, it works really well. I think I'm about a year in. I want to say it was October last year when uh, when I started. So I think I think we've done a full year at that. Wow. And, and so you started at the time it was still Lyft, right? I did. Yeah. I did. I was. Yeah, I, I fell in love with Lyft many, many years ago, I think almost three, three and a half years ago. Uh, and it just, you know, it, it really just grew. Um, I, I realized that what I was doing in real life, uh, being, being a general manager and before that, even, uh, in the, the finance position, I was doing a lot of coaching. And so when the, the app that I already really enjoyed added coaching as a feature, I thought, you know, let's, let's try this out and, uh, and see how it goes and started with, um, one or two clients and brought over the one or two clients that I already had, uh, kind of from my writing and it's just grown, you know, now, honestly, I, I hover between 80 and 90 clients and, uh, it just works. I wasn't really sure what the, the sweet spot would be, but, um, so far it seems to work well. Wow. 80, 90 clients. So I remember I was talking to Tony about how this platform is um, different, not just in using it as a tool to promote yourself or just get clients, but also in a way to that you coach because um, a lot of coaching sessions are just really short, like you mentioned, um, when you use the chat platform. And you have clients from before that too. Do you see this difference in the platform and just coaching regularly? Yeah, you know, it makes it, I think it makes it a lot easier for people like me that don't have full time to dedicate to it. It, it, it takes all of the, or, or most of kind of the, the fuss and the, uh, you know, it makes it very streamlined. So when I'm, when I have time to coach, when I've got an extra 30 minutes or an hour, you know, I just pop right in uh, and, and interact with as, as many people as I can or the topic. Sometimes I'll go by topic um, and just just work through and, and try to be helpful. But it makes it very easy to do that. There's not a lot of setup or there's no setup. Um, it, it makes good use of the time that I have available. And how many hours do you spend per week on coaching? You know, it varies. Um, it varies on how what my clients are working on, um, whether a, a quick reply is enough or whether I need to do some research or, or read a book. Um, I would say two hours a day is a good average, but there's some significant variances in that. In other words, there are days that are probably closer to four hours and days that are probably as low as an hour to 30 minutes, maybe every once in a while. Right. If I, if I just need, if I've got other things going on that day. And, and, um, I can understand. I can believe that uh, um, a lot of coaches that are now, you know, looking for ways to promote their business, to become uh, a brand, to promote themselves, to use webinars and to use Facebook and all this stuff to, um, you know, to become visible. And and like you said, the Coach.me platform um, helps you with that, so that you don't spend much time on doing the, you know, the um, quote unquote traditional marketing. Well, there there are coaches that do, um, and and I think, in fact, there are coaches that promote me um, because there's a kind of a referral program. So, I I, I agree that I'm um, 
that is something that could be done. And, and Coach Shaw, I mean, incentivizes that well. It's just not something that I have time for and that fits in in my schedule. So I'm, I'm glad there's an option for me not to do that. Mm. And do you see that the way that you do this now, um, that you could do it in a way that you could just live from this and so not have um, the combination that you have of a, of a regular job and this coaching? I could. Um, but I love, you know, and, and I'm often posed that question, but I love what we're doing at the hotel. It's a, it's, um, there's a core team of us that have been together for about five years now. Um, and it, it just feels like a special place. It feels like what we're meant to do, um, that we're, we're making a difference in people's lives and our team members' lives. Uh, and so I really can't fathom giving that up at this point. The, the, the thing that I found about Coach at Me is that um, uh, the The topics that you can coach on is topics that you've improved yourself for at least 31 days. At least that's how I, I, I um, um, understood it. And um, so sometimes I have topics that you know I, I that help me, but I don't think that will help anybody else to become better in that point. But I see that you have um, like four topics that are uh, that you coach on. And you have a separate program, 100 days to um, to act to, to achieve your uh, BHAG. Yeah, I wrote that very early on. I'm actually working on a plan, um, a pl another plan right now that I want to release in a, in a couple months that will that will reflect really all that I've learned since then. But I primarily coach on through the lens of leadership. Um, I, I I coach productivity. I coach meditation. Um, but really, the, the clients that I help best, it's through the lens of wanting to be a leader. That could be a leader in their workplace. It could be a leader in that they want to be a great parent. Um, it, it could mean any sorts of any sort of angle. It doesn't necessarily have to be workplace leadership. Um, but I think there's a level of accepting responsibility that comes with that first and foremost. And I work really well with people that that have that mindset. Hmm. And, and I also read that um, uh, your habits is a is an important thing um, in leadership. I think so. I think it's um, I think it's essential um, because as you progress in leadership, you know the challenges sort of by definition the challenges get harder and harder. Um, and I think habits are a great way. Uh, for us to continue to improve, you know, as as human beings, improve our our tolerance for stress, improve our ability to make increasingly important decisions. Um, so, yes, I think habits are uh, an awesome tool that we can use to to both um, improve ourselves just so that we can get more done. Right. That's the first level. Literally be be effective. Um, and then the second step to give us that capacity to care about others and then to continue kind of our resilience and our, our ability to handle increasing loads of stress and is, is continuing to learn so that you always have something to offer um, those that you're serving. What are some of the habits that um, you start off with that, that's important for people to learn? Well, I think, you know, the, the best habit that I, I started with and occasionally I used to coach it. Um, and I even had a writer from wired do an article about it one time is flossing. I think that's an awesome habit <clears throat> for anyone to start with because you learn 
how to teach yourself a habit, right? It's not that flossing in itself is magical, although I think it's a good thing. Um, but I think through the lens of flossing, you can learn a lot about how to develop a habit. Um, but aside from that, you know, I think morning routines are a big deal for most people. Um, I think, you know, getting grounded, whether that's prayer or journaling could be a little bit different for people. Meditation, I think, is a very powerful tool, especially for anyone that aspires to leadership. Um, a little bit of exercise. I used to do a lot of exercise in the morning. Now I just do a little bit because that's some I've learned that's prime time for for getting valuable work done. Uh, but I think a little bit of movement and stretching is helpful for anybody. A walk or or just a few minutes of that. I think reading our having written goals or purpose and reading that in the morning uh, is a great way to remind ourselves, you know, what what we should be focused on that day, what's important to us. Um, and then just kind of getting a head start on the day and, and looking ahead and, and proactively deciding uh, what's important, what meetings are coming up, um, just being intentional and having that that time and space every morning to do that, I think, is is very valuable. Mm. It's, this is um, this is right into where I am um, at right now and where I actually um, have done some webinars about, for example. And the fact that you start about uh, flossing is really funny uh, because um, I was at a um, workshop uh, a year ago. It's a year and a half ago now. And it was of a sales guru. And um, uh, it was a full day workshop. And um, uh, I was there this year again. And I, I met him at the entrance when I came in. I was early. He was early. And I said, well, um, you gotta, you got to understand that uh, the, the, the most important thing that I learned from you last year was about flossing. It was, of course, a bit disappointing for him because he's a sales guru. And he thought that, that probably I would you know, learn something about sales, which I did. But um, the, the flossing was so... Um, Different, so uh, uh, um, minimal, but uh, but again, so important to do because it, you know, it, for me, what I did was I was connect this flossing to a different thing that I already do every day, which is um, put my lenses in or take them out. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly how I started. Yeah, exactly. So so. But in the, in, the, in the beginning, it, you know, it, it cost me a lot of effort. I skipped days, and uh, you know, there was a lot of things that you know that that um, I, I you know, invented to not do this flossing. But in the end, I got um, I got it uh, pretty good down. I'm I, I'm still not every every day, but you know, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good now <laughs> at flossing, and I'm really thankful for that because it gave me a new perspective on. Um, or habits and connecting them to uh, uh, something that you already are you're doing every day. Yeah, and it I use the tiny habits. So BJ Fogg's research on starting really small. Right. I think that for many people is a very effective strategy, even for doing eventually what could be very big things. I think starting small helps. And so I, when I teach people to floss, we start with one tooth, uh, and they kind of laugh, but. It, it really translates well if somebody's been through that journey of starting with one tooth and now flossing consistently, you know, every day. It's very easy for them to see how starting with writing one sentence a day could lead to writing a book. Yeah. Um, so it makes for a great, uh, a great analogy 
Uh, and so I, I took it off my profile um, because I wanted to be be focused. And a lot of people that um, that that selected it weren't um, weren't looking at it through that lens. Um, but I, I still use it on occasion when, when folks get stuck. I say, hey, about how about we start with uh, with flossing? Because uh, that can really grow into some some neat things. So I, I love that you uh, you like that, too. Well, the, 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 the thing that really triggered me at that point was that um, when the trainer, he said, um, you know, it, it, research shows that um, flossing um, will give you another four to five years in your life. That was that was the thing that got, gosh, that flossing is really is not just uh, a good habit to learn. It's, a, it's an important thing to do as well if you want to live longer. Even better. <laughs> um, and also, I saw that it's. I saw. I looked at your Instagram account, and I saw a um, screenshot of a app where you register sleep. I do. I wear a uh, a Misfit Shine. Uh, it's similar to a, a Fitbit. You know, there's there's a whole class of activity trackers, but I like the Shine. I I bought it. I guess almost a couple years ago. Um, I like it because I don't have to take it off and I don't have to charge it. Um, and the, the primary reasons I use it are sleep, um, to make sure that I'm, I'm getting enough. Cause that is a key, that's a key thing for me. Um, I, I don't make good decisions, um, when I'm tired. And so I, I have to be really careful about that. Uh, and just overall movement, you know, it's, it's not a very, I don't use it. Perhaps it is sophisticated, but I don't use it in a sophisticated way. Um, I, it gives me, it translates what I do into points. Uh, and I have a certain point total that I aim for, you know, every day, whether that's walking or jogging uh, or cycling or, or even swimming. Um, I pretty much stick to stick to those or, or hiking. Uh, it doesn't really register my uh, my mobility and, and strength type workouts. So that's fine. Hmm. But simple. Yeah. And, and you go for nine hours sleep? Um, I'm usually seven and a half to eight. Right. Um, although recently, you know, I've, <laughs> I shouldn't admit this, but, uh, you know, I've been, I wake up at five pretty much every day, uh, almost, almost automatically. Um, and I, and I've been finding myself going to bed about eight thirty uh, most, most nights. So I aim for nine or nine thirty, but it seems like, uh, it's been, it's been beckoning a little earlier lately. Well, it's nothing to say you can say here because um, I've already you know talked about that quite often because I also get up at five, actually a quarter to five, um, and in general I can do it automatically. Some days I'm I've been stupid and stayed up a little bit too late and you know have difficulty of getting up. Uh, but this means that you know I think that um, eight hours is a good time to sleep for me. It's uh, important to do this at least a minimum of seven, but you know I prefer to um, to go in the direction of eight. So that means uh, by nine I should be in bed, and um, that you know for for a lot of people that sounds really 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 early. But you know if you wanna, uh, I like the morning, so if I wanna get most of it, I just need to get back in bed by uh, by nine. You know, and I, I struggled with that for a while. I struggled with telling people that. I struggled with um, what that meant in terms of, you know, you talk about networking events. That is perhaps why I don't go to a lot of them. You know, I think that is a key, a key reason. You know, I just, I don't do a whole lot of that anymore. I'm sure there are opportunities I miss out on perhaps uh, because of that. Certainly social opportunities. Um, I wouldn't, wouldn't coach anyone on a social life, but 
um, I, I, the morning time, like you say, is, is more valuable. So it's not hard for me to, if, if I'm, if I'm in line with my purpose, if I know what my goals are, that's not a hard decision at all to make. I, I know I need to get to sleep so I can wake up in the morning and so I can, can make the decisions that are entrusted to me. You know, the, the sense of responsibility I feel at the hotel is, is pretty significant. Um, and, and almost daily I make decisions where there's, there's not a good answer. You know, the, the choices are kind of bad, really bad and super bad. Um, and, and so I've, I've got to be, I've got to be prepared to, to make those, uh, and sleep is a, a huge, a huge part of that. I think we are on the same line right there. Um, do you have a tip for the coach that's listening at this moment? Well, I, you know, I would say I have a tip for someone that's interested in coaching. I wouldn't pretend to offer advice to, to somebody that's that's already doing well at this. Um, but if, if somebody, you know, thinks this this might be a way that they would like to give back or, you know, I love the sample size. So, you know, I've got 250 team members at the hotel, about 25 on the leadership team. So that's, you know, that's only 20, a sample size of 25. Um, I've coached hundreds of people at any given time. You know, I'm, I'm coaching at least three times that. So I can see trends that then I can bring back to my organization. Um, so it's been really useful in that way. So I would encourage other other executives or professionals that think this might be a fun way to give back. You know, Coach Up Me is very affordable. So it, it makes coaching accessible to, to lots and lots of people. I'd encourage them just to try it um, and to to see what the experience is like, see if they can can make it a healthy part of their day where there's, you know, it doesn't it doesn't conflict. Um, I find it very, very rewarding. Um, I genuinely feel like I'm able to cause a, a, a positive difference in people's lives. And, and that's that's fun. Um, so I would encourage other people to to give that a try. Uh, it's it's perhaps an avenue that wasn't open to us uh, before. Wow, that's a, that's a great tip. I love it. Um, what I learned from you is that you are able to combine um, coaching with your day-to-day -day job as a general manager at um, at the hotel is uh, is the platform of Coach Up Me. You don't need to do a lot of marketing. The platform doesn't do that for you. Um, you have 80 to 90 clients that you can help on a regular basis, either via the chat function or via phone um, and you coach on leadership and we didn't go into that too very deep but the one thing that is um, as, as, as came about is that habits form an important uh, part in this leadership role for the people so habits is an important thing for you and also in coaching um, to teach people and um, starting small uh, with tiny habits and then make them bigger so that you can learn about habits and then you know and, and, and end up with the big habit they want to learn so that 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 was great and it's and and um, we came with the same um basic start of habits was uh, with flossing which was funny <laughs> um i i um i thank you but before we close i have uh, another question which i i um you know who is listening to this podcast and you've seen the other guests that are here. Who would you want to hear in this podcast? Who would I want to hear? I would love to hear more folks that are balancing it, balancing coaching with other big commitments in their lives. Um, I think it's an interesting 
space and an interesting emerging opportunity. And I would love to hear how other other coaches are making that happen. Do you have an example? Um, I think there's a handful on on Coach.me. Um, Coach Marshall, um, he's the only one that comes to mind. Uh, it could be that I'm just not familiar. Again, I, I have to have tunnel vision um, to some degree just to get through the day. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, pretty focused. There's a lot that I, I tune out by necessity. Well, I think that is a very smart thing to do. Um, it's uh, I, I would love to get some, maybe you have some names that you can email later on. But anyway, if you don't, that's also fine because I think that um, focus is an important point. And, um, um, and I think that you have made the um, good decision to focus um, and you call it tunnel vision, but it also um, means that you don't need to uh, worry about all the noise that's going on. Yeah, I, you know, I, again, back to choices, you know, I, I, I feel like in, in order to, to meet the, the obligations and responsibilities of the things that I've decided are priorities, there's a lot I have to give up. Uh, and, and that would be one of them. Right. Well, Kendra, thank you very much for your insights and, um, and especially your tip, because I like it, uh, that the combination of um, coaching and doing um, uh, leadership roles in your company, uh, because I have never, never, ever heard this tip before. And, um, well, well, we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much. I really enjoyed it. That was the interesting conversation with Kendra. You can find the names and links that Kendra mentioned in the post that goes with this episode. Please visit numberonecoachbizwithaz.com slash episode 42 for direct access. Don't forget to subscribe to the Number One Coach Biz podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Can you do me a huge favor so more coaches will find this podcast? Give this podcast, this episode, your honest rating and review. This will help me to get this podcast out there. Thank you for that. Just send me a quick email letting me know that you did this and I will send you a surprise. You can reach me at erno at numberonecoachbiz.com. I love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to the number one Coach Biz podcast at numberonecoachbiz.com.